Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. Yes, yes, praise the Lord. Come on, let's give the male chorus a hand. It is a fitting way to celebrate Christmas by reminding ourselves that we have the victory. Despite what has been going on in our church, what's going on in the world, Christmas reminds us that we have the victory. Amen. So thank you, Mel Chorus. We are grateful to God for uh, your faithfulness. We certainly want to thank God for our musicians and our multimedia. And truly, we give honor to our pastor in her absence for giving us the privilege to share the word and to our awesome, excitable uh, worship leader who blesses us. For some re reason, whenever I preach and you lead worship, the Holy Spirit always connects us. It's something that is uh, really, truly uh, a blessing. So we thank you uh, for setting the tone to make sure that uh, we are ready to enter into the presence of God and feast on the Word of God. And I know you've been praying all week because your spirit is right. Your spirit is right. It's aligned with what God would have us to say. So we thank God uh, for all of my father's children. It is a challenging time in the life of PGC. On Monday, we uh, had the homegoing service for our brother John. And we are yet praying for Sister Ruth and her family. And on Friday, we were advised that Sister Johnson went home to be with the Lord. And what's strange about it is, I had spoken with Brother Joe, and I rushed to the hospital. When I got there, I saw the nurse speaking with the family. And after it was all said and done, I went in the room, and I prayed with her. And the last word we shared was, I said, I love you and I'm praying for you. And she said, please pray. And I went home. A little bit later, I called Pastor and Pastor and I were on the phone. We tried to call Brother Joe to pray for him. We didn't get him. And then Brother Joe called back and said that he had just been told that Sister Johnson went home to be with the Lord. And I can tell you, it has been a very challenging week, if not two weeks, as we minister to the need of uh, the disciples of PGC. And so on Saturday, I woke up, I said, Lord, the title of the sermon that you gave is Celebrating the favor of God 
in difficult times. And to be honest with you, Lord, the people of PGC may not be in the mood to celebrate because of all that is going on in our church. The Lord said, oh no, to the contrary, look at the title that I gave you, celebrating the favor of God in difficult times. Oh, it's easy to say praise the Lord, hallelujah, when everybody is happy and joyful. It's easy to say God is good. When all the bills are paid and you got a good health report, it's easy to say praise the Lord when you don't have nothing to worry about. But God said, remind Pleasant Grove Church, you got to praise me in difficult times. You got to celebrate my goodness and my favor over your life because I bless you every day. And death is nothing for the believer to be unhappy about. And so I want you to go back and preach that very sermon. Don't change it. I was ready to change the title and change the sermon altogether. The Lord said, don't you dare change what I gave you. Go back and tell them that you are favored. Because there is a baby in the manger. I wish I had a praying church. Tell them that you are favored. Because I came in the flesh to save your soul. You are favored. So don't you dare try to stop celebrating my favor over your life. I woke you up this morning. Oh, I know there is death at PGC, but you are favored. So I say, God, I, I got it. I got it. I know there are some tears being shed, but I got it. It is Christmas. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, that you have given us the courage, the strength, the hope to celebrate your favor over our lives, even in difficult times. Our church is going through a difficult time right now. There are families who are yet mourning. There are those who are still hurting. Some are recovering. But Lord, we bring all of our cares before you and we lay them at your altar and pray that you would have your way. And on this day, that unto us a child is born, that we will remember that you love us so that you send your only begotten son to die for us. And that is worth celebrating. So speak through us that your children's soul will be edified, and that we may glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Read in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, that they told that the angel came to Mary, and the angel said to Mary, you are highly favored. Highly. Reverend Bell, not just favored, highly favored. You know, I had to take some time to try to figure out what's the difference between favored and highly favored. The Lord said, you see, everybody is favored because I sent my son, according to John 3.16, to die for everybody. You are favored because I'm inviting everybody into the kingdom of God. It's up to you. That's your choice to make whether or not you choose to accept it. 
But there are some folks, Reverend Bear, that are highly favored. There are some people that I spend time with that because they spend time with me. There are some folks who listen to me, who walk according to my will. There are some folks who prayed when they are in trouble. There are some folks who tarry overnight. There are some folks who cares about the homeless and the hopeless. There are some folks who feed the hungry and the needy. There are some folks who that I can depend on, that I can send on missionary work. There are some folks who can lead worship. They are highly favored. Say, Lord, I got it. So Christmas reminds us, Reverend Bell, that we will see Jesus face to face. Can I talk to Sister Ruth and Brother Joe Johnson and the family right now? I know you are mourning, but in Christmas time, you ought to smile every now and then because you know your loved one is in the presence of God. You know, no matter what happened, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So, so we rejoice even at a time when hearts are broken. Christmas gives us hope and confidence that God will never forsake us. He will never forsake us. See, it is our testimony of triumph. The devil has been defeated. We are awaiting our crowning ceremony. And when I think of Christmas, I'm reminded that Jesus is still in charge. That Jesus is still God. That no matter what the devil does, he cannot stop him from coming into our lives. That God is still walking with us. He's still living with us. He's still a faithful friend. He's still looking after us. He's still comforting us. He's still blessing us. He's still providing for us. He's still leading us. That Jesus came in the flesh. He didn't send an angel. He didn't send a prophet. He didn't send somebody else. But he came in the flesh because he's to love the world that he came to stand with us. So when I'm in trouble, I know Jesus is with me. When I'm sad, I know Jesus is with me. When my heart is broken, Jesus is with me. When I can find my way, I'm sick in my body, Jesus is with me. That, 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 that's why we celebrate the favor of God when tears are being shed. It lets us know that God can use anybody to do his work. If God can use a teenage girl from Nazareth, he can use you, Malik. If God can use someone that the world had dismissed and probably overlooked, Randy, God can use you. God does not see us as other people do. I'm glad because I'm mystic prone. I made a lot of mistakes in my life. I, 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 I'm glad that God does not see me, Reverend Bell, like everybody else sees me. Because some folks are still stuck on my mistakes that I made two years ago. Three years ago. But God sees the best of me when nobody want to give me a second chance. I'm so glad when God saw Mary, he did not see a teenage girl uneducated who could be in trouble for getting pregnant. But he saw the potential of someone who could raise his son. 
sometimes folks don't give you a second chance, but God gives you first, second, third, fourth. He, somebody says he keep on blessing us. Randy, over and over and over and over again. To the Jews, Mary was just a regular girl. Engaged to be married to a lowly carpenter from a poor family in one of the poorest cities in Jerusalem. Mary did not fit the religious plans and expectations of the Jewish religious establishment. She was a nobody whom God chose to give birth to somebody who can save everybody. And so we are here today celebrating the favor of God, not only over Mary, because the baby in the manger is our blessing, not just Mary's blessing. So the, the angel Gabriel said to Mary, you are highly favored. God has chosen you to give birth to a child that will be implanted in your womb by the Holy Spirit. And Mary, I like Mary's response. She listened attentively. So I thought about that. I said, let me look at some of the definition, what it means to be highly favored. It is having the glow of the Holy Spirit over your life so you can maintain a relationship with God no matter what you go through. It is loving and praising God through hard times. The favor of God does not exempt you from hardships. Your family members will die. You will suffer sickness in your body. Your money may even get funny. But, 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 but it gives you confidence and faith that all things will work together for your good because the favor of God is over your life. Divine favor is not a fantasy. You don't come on television and say, I, I, I'm going to give you favor, you highly favored. This is not the way it works. There were many people in the Bible who had the favor of God, and they went through hardships. Come on, Moses, and talk to me. Noah, Daniel. There were a lot of folks who had the favor of God. But they went through, but the good news is, as you're going through, you don't go through alone, but you also know that God will bring you through. There are three reasons that Mary was highly favored by God. Number one is she trusted God. She, she may have been young, but she was a woman of faith. Trust is fueled by the faith we have in God based on the faithfulness of God. It is not just a concept. It's not an emotion. It's not a feeling that you feel. Faith is a choice you make to trust God no matter what is going on in your life. You choose to trust God even in hard times. It is an existential necessity because God has been so good to you and you depend on him and you realize I can't make it without God. So you are investing yourself in trusting God. 
The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. But faith calls us to trust the God who supply all of our needs. Mary trusted God with all of her mind, body, and soul. So the angel says, you have been chosen to bring birth to the Lord Jesus Christ. She did not understand how God was going to use a virgin to give birth. You know, sometimes, Reverend Bell, you, God gives you a vision. God gives you uh, uh, an admonition, something that he's going to do to you. When you look at your circumstance, you don't understand how this can be. Because it seems so grand. But I'm reminded of the scripture that says God can do exceedingly and more abundantly than you can ask or imagine. That, that's what trust is. Trust is saying, God, I don't know how you're going to do it. But if you say you will, I, I believe you I may not be able to see it right now, but because I know who you are, because I know the power that you have, you will do it if you say you will. And it don't matter how long I have to wait, like, like Abraham, even if I have to wait for 30, 40 years, if you say you will do it, I've got to trust you and depend on you. I'm not going to turn my back on you because you have been faithful. Mary said, I, 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 I may be a teenage girl, but the Lord said I'm going to give birth by virgin birth. Never been done before. I wish there were some folks who said, I, I know what God said that he's going to do for me. It's never been done before. But I'm still going to believe it. It's still going to happen. I don't know what God has in store for you. But if God said you're going to do it, it doesn't matter if it's never been done before. You can take it to the bank because it shall be so. Because God is, a, is not a man that he should lie. Whatever he said, he will bring it to pass. She didn't understand. But she trusted. Don't, 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 don't try to wrap your mind around what God is doing in your life. Because it might be too great for you to understand. Because his ways are not your ways. His thoughts, not your thoughts. So don't, don't try to make sense of how the Holy Spirit is going to move this next year or the rest of the year. Don't try to make sense of God is going to heal your body while you have cancer. Don't try to make sense of how God is going to provide for your every need when you don't have a job. Don't try to make sense of how God is going to comfort you when you're mourning the loss of a loved one. Don't try to understand how God is going to keep your enemies at bay when the enemies are roofing them and try to take you down. Don't try to understand how God is going to do miracle in your family, in your life. He is God. He can do anything at any time and nobody can stop him. He's God. I've learned to still understand that it is not for me to try to make sense of what God. One and one does necessarily have to be two in God's math. Because God does addition by subtraction and he does multiplication by division. Sometimes his math may not line up with my math. But because he's God, he can do anything at any time. Notice that unlike other people in the Bible, when the angel came to Mary, she wasn't afraid. The angel didn't have to say, don't be afraid. Can I tell you why? When you have a relationship with God and you are prayed up, you stay in conversation with God. 
You, you, you have an expectation that God is talking to you and you're talking to God. You are not afraid no matter what comes and what goes. And you, you, you have that one line, one, you in sync with God and you're able to talk to him. Mary was not afraid because Mary was abiding in the presence of God. Mary was abiding in the will of God. So when the angel came, she just listened. And I know that's what it is. That that's why we ought to pray at all times. You ought to stay in contact with God because if you are, you won't be afraid that the storm may rise. You won't be afraid that people are talking about you. You won't be afraid that the devil is trying to take you down. You won't be afraid because God is with you. You don't understand the message the angel gave Mary. It wasn't an easy message. We're over here talking about this as if it was just a, oh, it's just a, it's no big deal. It was a big deal. She cooked for him. As a child, she fed him. She washed him. She clothed him. They sat by the dinner table, Reverend Bell. I try to wrap my mind around the kind of conversation they must have had. What type of secrets about heaven did Jesus share with Mary? What did Jesus tell Mary about heavenly abode about the future about God's plan she is the only human being who can say that they had a fellowship with Jesus like nobody else nobody else and yet she had to risk it all so she can win it all Oh, I don't know what your circumstance is. You may be going through the darkest time of your life. But I can tell you that beyond the dark clouds that's hanging over your head is the sunlight of God. That God can pull you out. There are some things that God is going to do. He will use your circumstance for his glory. If you trust God, he will not only deliver you, but he will give you a song of joy. Mary trusted God. She may have been a poor child, poor teenage girl, but she was highly favored. The people in town spread gossip about her, I'm sure, but she was highly favored. For nine months, the Holy Spirit kept watch over her as she carried that baby. Throughout her pregnancy, her name was the topic of conversation throughout heaven as the angel, angels were talking about Mary and looking down and seeing what she was doing for nine months. You see, when you trust God, he will make your faithfulness the topic of conversation in heaven. That's what the Lord said to me this weekend. The Lord said, if you trust me, I will make your faithfulness the topic of conversation in heaven. We will talk about you up there. And no matter what folks say about you down there, but up here, we will keep our eyes on you and, and, and talk about you all the time.
washed. And that's what was going on with Mary. Mary was being washed and she was being talked about so much so that when the baby was born, the angels came and told the shepherds, go to that manger. There's something miraculous, awesome has just happened. Secondly, not only was Mary, uh, did Mary trust God, she was obedient. Obedient. Imagine sitting in your house and an angel comes to you and tells you that your life is going to be changed in a way that will bring great challenges and many enemies. Potentially ruin your marriage, ruin your, your future, break your family apart, or may even endanger your life. How many of us would say, I am the Lord's servant? Now, that's what Mary said. She said, may your word to me be fulfilled. In other words, I'm yours. Do as you will. Mary was not naive. She understood what her pregnancy would mean to her life. She knew how people in her community were going to treat her. She realized that Joseph may have left her and the community could even go so far as to stone her. But she still said yes. I'm asking you, what is God asking you to do that is so challenging and you're still waiting to say yes? Maybe it's joining a ministry. Maybe it's blessing somebody else. Maybe it's doing something for God. What is God asking you to do and you're still struggling to say yes? Mary laid all on the line. She said yes when most women would have said no. Obedience to God is saying yes even when you don't fully understand what God is asking you to do. It aligns your will with the will of God when God is asking you to do something that is outside of your comfort zone. Mary was highly favored by God because the Lord knew she probably was the only woman who would walk away from or potentially endangered her marriage, her life, her present, her future, and everything that she is. As a teenage girl, because an angel came and talked to her. God favors those who says yes when it is easier to say no. I've had myself in trouble, Reverend Bell, many times. Because I said no when I should have said yes. I've got myself in trouble because I seem to think that I know better than God. But I'm always looking for greener pasture. A easy life. You know, I'm a, I'm a chronic, and I'm going to admit it on, t on, on, on live stream, I'm a chronic introvert. Most people don't even know that. And my wife is always complaining, get out of the office, come and talk to people, stop staying to yourself. Folks don't even know that I'm a chronic introvert. I am by nature very quiet and keep to myself, and, and that's just the way I am, and God has been forcing me to get out there and be who he wants me to be, and sometimes I said no, and when I said no, he whooped me and said, I need you to say yes. He favors those who are not afraid to put everything on the line for him. Nowhere in the Bible does God ask us to be perfect. 
nowhere. But every time you turn around, Reverend Bell is asking us to be obedient. He does not expect perfection, but he demands obedience. And that's what Mary did. She not only trusted in the Lord, but she was obedient. But thirdly, and finally, Mary was a worshiper. After the encounter with Gabriel, Mary went to Elizabeth to visit her pregnant cousin. When Mary saw, when Elizabeth saw Mary coming, the baby, the Bible says, in her womb, leaped for joy. Elizabeth celebrated Mary because she knew automatically that Mary was pregnant with the baby Jesus. But Mary, because she was a worshiper, she began to praise the Lord for favoring her to carry the baby Jesus. I don't want you to miss that. In Luke chapter 1 verse 46, pastor preached about that last week. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. The New Living Translation says, my soul praises the Lord. So I said, Mary, why are you praising God? Don't you know your life is going to be challenging? Why are you celebrating your pregnancy when your husband may leave you or your community is going to be upset with you? Why are you celebrating? Mary said, because the Lord has been good to me. He has favored me. I don't have to like what God is doing, but because I know who God is, I bless God in all circumstances. I may not agree. I may not appreciate. It may be painful, but because I know who God is, I will still you know, come to church on Sunday morning and praise God even after I lose my job. I will still stand before the altar and pray because God has delivered me no matter what is going on in my life I will still celebrate the favor of God because I know who God is so Mary said yes my soul praises God even when despite everything that Mary was going through she knew that God could have used anybody but God chose her Herod tried to kill the baby and went after them but it did not succeed because God favored her. In the words of Hezekiah Walker, I can hear Mary said, I'm still here. I'm still alive. I'm still blessed on my way to my destiny because the favor of God is on my life. I wish I had someone who would say, you don't know what I've been through this year. You don't know what I had to deal with and the people that came after me, Reverend Bell, but I'm still here. I'm still alive. Maybe you had an accident. Maybe you had a diagnosis that was not favorable, but you're still here on your way to your destiny, uh, uh, Gino. Nobody can stop God from doing what God has purpose for you to do because God has favored you. Folks will talk about you. You'll have some player haters of Reverend Bell. There are folks who say, how did he become a judge? Why did she get that position? Tell somebody because I'm highly 
favored. Some folks will look at you. They will try to talk behind your back. There will be innuendos. But Mary said, I'm still here. Herod can stop the baby from being born in that manger because God has favored you. Let me tell you something. There are times that you will be paying bills, but you don't know where the money came from because you are. There are times when the doctor will say, I don't know what's going on, but I cannot tell you how to heal you, but you'll walk away with good health because you are you are highly favored. There are times you look around your family, bills are being paid, houses been taken care of, marriage is going well, and you say, Lord, what have I done? But it's not because of you, it's because you are favored. Mary said, I'm still here. Every now and then you got to tell the devil, I know what you tried to do last year and the year before that and the year before that. And I know what you tried to do this year, but I'm still here because God has made me highly favored. Favored. Perhaps you're listening to this sermon and you say, why are they celebrating when there is so much going on in the church? And I can tell you that on Christmas, it is the greatest time to remind yourself that you are favored. The old folks who say that you got legs to walk, you got hands to lift up. I don't care if you're watching via streaming. If you can lift up your hands, you ought to lift them up and praise God because you are highly favored. If you got legs to walk on, you ought to stand on them legs and shake him every now and then because God has highly favored you. I don't been to the hospital. I seen folks lie down in the hospital. You are highly favored. It's been cold out there. There are some folks who don't know heat. Some folks who don't know electricity. But if you have food to eat, you got something in your fridge, you are highly favored. The Bible says, Mary said, thank you. I've accepted it. My soul glorifies the Lord. And the Holy Spirit told me, I want you to close with this, Psalm 91. So folks can get a visual of what it means to be highly favored, Reverend Bell. And here's the word the Lord said in Psalm 91. He said, the Lord will cover you with his feathers. And under his wings, you will find refuge. Because you are highly favored. In other words, what that means is, no matter what people do, you will not succeed. Because you are covered. And are highly favored. And the psalmist says, his faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. We know what a shield is, uh, Gino. A shield protects all your vital organs. In other words, you will still smile with joy because your heart has been protected. God will protect you from all of the attacks of the enemy. You'll still be able to lead worship because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Tell your neighbor you are highly favored. You will not fear the terror of night. Nor the arrow that flies or the pestilence that stalks in the darkness. Nor the plague that destroys at midday. Because you are highly favored. A thousand, not ten, not a hundred, not fifty. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand. It will not come near you because you are highly 
In other words, you'll be driving your car. Somebody will try to run into you, but they'll run into a pole because you are highly favored. In other words, your name may be among those who are supposed to be laid off. Or, or, and when the, when the man opened the envelope, for some strange reason, your name has been put up for a promotion because you are favored. The Lord will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways because you are highly favored. They will lift you up with their hand so that your hand, your feet will not strike against a stone because you are highly favored. Here's what it is. At the end it says, the Lord will rescue you because you are highly favored. When you call on the Lord, he will answer you. He will be with you in trouble. He will deliver you and honor you. He will protect you because you are what? Highly favored. So go ahead on this Christmas day. I know that some, some hearts are broken. But go ahead and smile through your tears. Sing through your sorrow. Praise through your pain. Because you are highly favored. Christmas is a time to celebrate the favor of God over your life. No matter what happened, you have the victory because the baby is in the manger. And nobody, I said nobody, can stop God from favoring those for whom he has died on the cross. But I'm so glad that on this early Sunday morning that he didn't say, in that grave, but rose with all power. And when I put Christmas and Easter together, we are highly favored. Come on, put your hands together. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, Come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-cary.org. Thank you again.